You are Locked On Mississippi State, your daily podcast on the Mississippi State Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Hell State Nation? Welcome into Locked On Mississippi State, your daily podcast dedicated to the Mississippi State Bulldogs. I'm your host, Taylor Jones. Bart Height is with us on this Maroon Friday well, episode, and... Uh, we don't have a game this week, so uh, no game. Yeah, uh, we'll uh, kind of get into uh, what we plan on doing with ourselves and uh, try to uh, break down a little bit more of what's happening in Mississippi State, including a, uh, a basketball thing that was announced a couple days ago that we need to uh, dip into. I mean, that's why we got our guy Bart Heitch. He knows exactly what's going on uh, state basketball wise. It can help us break that down. Uh, we're going to do that, and we're going to do that on today's Maroon Friday show that is brought to you by Built Go. Visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. So uh, it is a bye week. You know, we normally, at uh, at this time on Friday, we talk about Mississippi State's opponent. Uh, things really haven't gone well the last three weeks. State heading into the bye week at 1-3. and three. I was expecting maybe... Two and two, possibly three and one. And I, I figured we were going to upset LSU, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, didn't anticipate the Arkansas game going the way that it did. I thought we were going to put up a bigger fight against Kentucky, Texas A&M. I feel like could have gone either way, but now we're going in at one and three, and we've got a big game coming up against Alabama. So, you being a former Bulldog athlete, you playing in college sports, uh, when you have a bye week that's leading into a pretty big game with a pretty big opponent. Uh, the only uh, ranked team in the SEC that's playing this week. We'll dig a little bit deeper into that. But um, but what is your approach, uh, one, when you've got to work on yourselves, but two, you've got to go on the road and face a, a pretty big rival that's really good at football? What do you, what do, you do in that week off? Well, it, it's it's always fundamental-based, uh, Taylor, and, and that's – you know, no matter what your record is, you, you watch the film, you see what you're not good at, and then you, you know, you spend more time on those things than you do on the things that you've repped and that have looked really good. And that's, unfortunately, we've got a lot of things that we can work on this week and next week. And I don't think you focus on Alabama this week. I think this week you just focus on state. You focus on what, what can we do to block and tackle better? What can we do to run our routes better? What can we do to – you know, tighten up our mechanics in the pocket. And I think you I think you'll see the mechanics of the quarterbacks now that there's some games under the belt. You got some time here with Coach Leach to really be able to have some film because it's it's just like in business if you're trying to analyze numbers. Uh, and he's a numbers guy. And you can't analyze it if you don't have data. And you can't make educated decisions, you know, unless you have all the information. So we've got some more information now that it's pertinent to where you can look on film at each position, especially quarterback, and show where the errors are. And what's that? That's kind of what happens during the bye week, and 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 I would think it's been tough. I would think it's been really tough. I would think they've, you know, they've really kind of tried to see who wanted to be there this week. You know, of those upperclassmen and the guys who have been here a long time, who's kind of just fading on out and not going to be in the picture anymore. You know, and I, and we don't know who a lot of those people are. Um, and I like, but I do like how, I like how the program has kind of kept everything. You know, any turmoil, anything going on. You've heard these whispers, but they're. They're focused on what's coming this week. They got – you heard him saying, I promise you he's been saying this. We got to win this week against ourselves before we can ever go beat an opponent 
Um, we were prepared for LSU. LSU had a bad game plan. We caught lightning in a bottle like they did for a whole season, right? Lost the game. Now you got, and then now, you, or we won the game. Now you go into these, um, you're one and three, and you just got to regroup. And I, I think we will come out much sharper. Same time, uh, you know, it's a tall order to go to Tuscaloosa in anything, but especially football. And uh, you, you'll notice a trend in today's show because Bart Heitch, being a, a former college athlete playing basketball for the Bulldogs in the late 90s, there's going to be a lot of questions I ask him today. And, of course, that was one of them right there, uh, talking about the bye week. You know, what do you work on? What are some things that are, are more important than others during a bye week? So I'm going to ask you several questions just from the advantage of the student-athlete. And uh, we're going to get into a really big one coming up in segment number two, I believe. And I'm really looking forward to hearing your response on that. But the one question I want to ask as uh, we get started here on the Maroon Friday show of the bye week on Locked On Mississippi State is uh, the big thing that uh, has kind of been glaring us in the face. Well, there's really two big things that have been glaring us in the face as far as position group goes. One being the offensive line, the other being the quarterback battle. Uh, earlier this week in Coach Leach's press conference, he spoke to the media on Tuesday night. I believe it was a day later than he normally did. Uh, someone asked him about the quarterback situation between K.J. Costello and Will Rogers. Um, there was even some talk a couple weeks ago that Garrett Schrader could possibly you know, slide back in there if both of those guys don't work out. Well, he's, uh, he's gone now. He's in the transfer portal. He's not going to be a Bulldog anymore. Uh, so that option is out of there, which I really don't know how big of an option that was anyway uh, for Garrett Schrader to come back in and play uh, quarterback for the Bulldogs. But I will ask you this question. The uh, the quote that Coach Leach said when it came to quarterbacks was, they're going to get equal reps, and it's all going to be about who leads the team better, who gets them down the field quicker, how do they respond to each quarterback and whoever gets the best results are going to be the ones that is going to be the guy that's going to roll out there and be the starter against Alabama and uh, Tuscaloosa next weekend. So you're in that situation where, okay, you've got uh, a, a guy coming in, whether he be younger, whether he be younger and you're challenging him or he's challenging Great you. Question. What are several things that you want to work on and you want to make sure that you do right in order to either – win that job, or if you're in K.J. Costello's position, keep your job? I thought I was going to be the starting point guard on the Final Four team when I walked in. And about 15 minutes into the first practice, Marcus Bullard let me know that was not going to be the case. And it really didn't cross my mind much the rest of that year. This situation is one to where you've got to, I mean, it, it's completely opposite ends of the spectrum of your career. Man, you got a guy that's trying to get there, that's trying to make it, that's trying to get to the next level, that's doing all the things outside the game, you know, with the mentor. He's been doing these things because he's always had that vision. This conference is different. Same time, he probably had a better offensive line, you know, KJ did where he was. But, but you got a guy that's fighting for his career, Taylor. I know what that's like. That's tough, man. It's tough to be fighting for your career and you have a great game the first game and then all of a sudden it starts regressing and then it's the nights are long, hard to sleep. Um, you just you feel like when you're walking around campus, everybody's looking at you and talking about you behind your back, whether they are or not. It's just it's those demons as an athlete that you have to you have to decipher through and figure out, man, hey, I just got to focus on playing the game. 
that's why for KJ, this bye week could be a career saving week. Same time, you got a young cat over here that everybody wants to see play that knows the system that he was the he was the pick, and it's it's his. It is his job to lose, to me, Taylor. It's Will's job to lose. It's easier to sleep when you're just going to start your career. You know, if you don't get it this trip, you still got two more years. Not the case with KJ. Is he going to press? Is he is he healthy? I, I still think that KJ's. Um, I still still think KJ's arm might have a little uh, tweak or something going on because the velocity just. No, he was just throwing. Um, you know, basically short go routes against LSU. Just looks like to me that it, that his arm might not be a hundred percent. But you know, we all think and hope and want Will to be the guy. But it's different. And so what you focus on is Will focuses on the leading, right? KJ has got to make the plays before the guys will follow him. Will's more, I mean, they both have to be um, leaders as far as verbal and getting guys in the right place and encouraging your teammates and, and just showing the authority the right way when you got to show it. But it's varying levels right now. And so it's I'll end it by saying this. It's much harder as a experienced older player that's been playing and it's supposed to be your job to win that job back than it is for the young kid who, you know, might have a little bit more talent, you know, what have you, arm talent especially. It's easier for him, but it's who – I love how Coach Lee is approaching it. And, and that, what he said, that means it's a 50-50 race across the board. Well, how, do you, how do you take it after hearing that? I feel like it's been uh it hasn't been as obvious as a race as uh or who's going to win that race because you know all summer long it's you know you get the transfer coming in from uh Stanford he's got a lot of experience he's thrown for a lot of yards that's the guy right well I mean even I don't even think he announced him as a starter until the day of the LSU game I mean there were times in his press conferences the week before two weeks before that where he said that uh, K.J. Costello is getting just a little bit more reps with the one. Is that one more play, one more rep with the one? Is that an entire series with the one? Is that an entire practice with the one? I don't know exactly what him getting more reps with the ones were, but he never would commit to saying that uh, K.J. Costello was the guy. We were you know, hearing a lot about Will Rogers. Uh, I've, you know, kind of felt like uh, Lee. I, I, in my opinion, I think what that told me at the beginning of the year was that he wanted he wanted a reason to not give KJ Costello the job. And of course, you can say experience that gives it to you. Um, but he feels like Will Rogers was probably groomed more for that system, which he was at Brandon High School. I mean, he threw the ball all over the place. I. Had his stats uh, from high school pulled up a couple uh, couple weeks ago during it's one video. of the shows. Yeah, and, and so, I mean, he's more groomed for this air raid offense, and I think he was trying to give Will Rogers, even though he was inexperienced, all the chances that he could in order to take that job away from K.J. Costello because I think he knew that if Will Rogers had any experience at the college level, he'd probably be getting that job. All right, so follow me here. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Hypothetical. Not big on them usually, but I think I, I think I, I want to see if you if you can uh, just see what I'm kind of going at here. If we had a, a good offensive line that could protect the quarterback, and we could run it a little bit, just a smidge, because we can't. Would Real Rogers 
Number one, be our quarterback right now with what we've seen. Or number two, would he have gotten more reps if our offensive line was better? I don't think he would be the starter because I feel like KJ would be a lot more comfortable in the pocket and he'd be a lot more comfortable making decisions. So um, I, I don't really know. I, I think the shot in the arm isn't needed if the offensive line is better. I'll, I'll the, put it the that way. The reason I'm asking this, the reason I'm asking this is because what if Coach Leach knew that our offensive line was really bad? And, and, and it's like, you know, we have our – young up and coming quarterback coming that you you don't ever want to get anybody injured. Yeah. But you want to keep you know, you're gonna put yeah. a guy out there who knows how to take more hits and who's been through the battles and what have you. And you're much more willing to get Fitzpatrick hit than you are Tua. Absolutely. For the Dolphins. And that's a perfect example of it. And like I'm not saying any of that's the I'm just I'm just bringing that point up of we all want Will, we all want that but you can't play football. You can't do anything when you have a bad offensive line. So that's what was happening the whole week was, was, you know, pass pro definitely, but also, you know, maybe running the football a little bit, going to some strengths. I don't know what he's going to change, but I just thought about that this week about the quarterback situation with Will and, uh, and that he might not want him taking a lot of those unnecessary hits this year. That, that That's a really good point. That's something I didn't really think about until just now, but yeah, that, uh, that does make a really good point. I think that's probably another factor uh, as to why, Will Rogers, or why it wasn't a very like a confident answer two weeks before the season that KJ Costello uh, was getting the jobs. So yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good point. And there's one more that I want to ask you. We're getting ready to go into segment two, and I think this will take up all of segment two because I think okay. it's going to be a very interesting answer. Uh, so we are talking about the uh, bye week and how do you get ready for the bye week? You're you know getting a little sluggish. You're you know kind of you know winding down. But if you need that boost. The best way to do that is by Built Go. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, you can break through with Built Go every single day. You can put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever, or you can put it in your pocket to help you get through the day. It comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and, and chocolate mint. It's like five-hour energy, but without the crash, it's a monster energy drink with about a third of the caffeine and better results. Built Go is the way to go in order to break through that wall. So when you go to BuiltGo.com and make your purchase, be sure to use the promo code LOCKED and you will get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. We're going to have much more of Locked On Mississippi State. I guess we can probably title this episode Through the Eyes of the Former Athlete because we've tried to look at things from uh, Bart Heitch's perspective as... uh, Former? Former. Former athlete? Former athlete. You still going? Come on, babe. Come (laughs) on, Dad. I got to stop you right there. Sorry to interrupt. Come on, brother. Yeah, you... uh, I know you you got those... Got a little bit of the tank. It ain't very fast. I can't get to the speed limit, but I still got a little bit. Got the I got the squad ready at Orange Beach High School. Looking forward to seeing what that squad looks like. Uh, no, they ain't ready. They ain't ready, <laughs> <laughs> they ain't ready yet. You got a got, got a Don't couple a more minute. weeks to get them ready. <laughs> We're uh, going to uh, continue our Maroon Friday show in just a few moments through the eyes of Bart Heitch. How about that? Does that sound better? Through the eyes of Bart Heitch. Oh my! Whoa, that 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 could open up a bunch of doors, man. So, but yeah, we'll roll with it. We'll yeah. roll with it. We'll see just how many doors that open up in just a few moments when we get into segment two. This is locked on Mississippi State, your team every day.
Well, Mississippi State's bye week is officially here, but that doesn't mean that you can't get away and watch college football and just relax. You've got some really big games coming up tonight, actually. You've got uh, Wisconsin and Illinois kicking off the uh, Big Ten schedule. Welcome to college football, guys. Glad you're finally here. Uh, You've got a couple of ranked games coming up. You've got a few games in the SEC that are worth watching, several other top 25 games that are worth watching. And the best way to just sit down and take it all in is by drinking a cold Coors Light. It's literally the beer that is made to chill. It's Coors Light. So even if Mississippi State isn't playing this week, there's still plenty of teams and sports. you got the World Series uh, starting back up again tonight as well. Uh, And that just gives you the excuse to chill and drink a beer. Nothing wrong with that. Um, It's cold lagered, cold filtered, cold packaged. It's literally made to chill, and it's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is the perfect moment to unwind. So Coors Light, that's the one that I choose. It's probably the one that I'm going to be sipping on uh, tomorrow watching college football. So whether you want to hit reset or reach for the beer, uh, that's made to chill. Coors Light, a proud sponsor of Locked On Mississippi State. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. So we're getting into segment number two in uh, today's show with uh, Bart Heights Maroon Friday. It is the uh, bye week edition of Maroon Friday. And we've talked a little bit about what to expect during a bye week. We've talked about the quarterback situation. Um, but there is uh, probably the biggest, uh, biggest thing that that we need to talk about regarding the uh, Mississippi State football team, and that's a little guy at running back by the name of Kylan Hill. Uh, Last week, he he wasn't dressed out for the Texas A&M game, didn't play, obviously. And uh, the big tweet of, you know, why he wasn't there, he said he had to take care of some family issues. And, of course, uh, my favorite line, I don't owe an explanation to anybody. So, um you're in his situation. Coach Leach hasn't given any idea as to what the current situation is with Kylan Hill. So if you're in his situation, Bart Heitch, uh, how do you handle this thing going forward? It's he's, – he's got an opportunity, Kylan does, to be a part of this family or not. Um, so, I, you know, and, it, and, I, and it's, it's difficult to speak – is he talking about his family? Um, and, and if so, absolutely. But, you know, you know, there's another side of that, and it could be, you know, he's talking about the state family, you know, and what's oh. going on with all. I mean, it is a family, and I, I'm not, I'm not saying either way. However, what are his options? You know, Taylor, is it one of those? Is he is he waiting to opt out? And is it going to happen in the next week? We haven't heard anything about him being back at practice no, or not. No, I just feel like we would know if he was back at practice. I just – I feel like that. And so it could be that both sides have agreed to our ways. And – but for, you got to realize something now. I mean, heads are going to butt with players and coaches, especially when you got a new guy who's been all the way across all these places and, um, and it's just different. And there's authority struggles, Right. There always is, and, 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 and kids and coaches are all different, um, you know, but, but nowadays I think we let kids get away with too much, um, and I think that may be, you know, my opinion, possibly something that's happened with Colin here since he's been at State, and it may be that Coach Leach is not going to put up with it, and he may not be a part of the team, but Coach Leach wants to help him and wants him to help to get to the next level, and what is the best thing for him, and 
that's just kind of what it's lining up like to me. I want him back. I want him back out there. I want him back at practice. I want him back. And being the Colin Hill, we've seen the talent. We know how much it is. But being the leader in the, in the Colin Hill that, like, two or three years ago, we were like, man, he is going to be, if he stays, this and this and this and this and this. Well, now we're just trying to get him. I mean, we don't even know if he's staying. We don't even know if he's here. So the, the, the optics of it for both sides, if there is, like, a, still a – like something going on and what have you is um, I, I personally expect him to opt out. I mean, I, th- that's what I expect him to do. I, I don't, um, I haven't seen anything that is, that, that shows me that that's not the direction that this is going. And until that happens, I'm not going to expect to see him back on this football team or on the football field. Your opinion? Yeah, I mean that sounds about right. I mean, I know we're you know probably not going to get anything out of the uh, out of the bye week because there's not a game being played. But I guarantee you that question is going to be asked a handful of different ways at the press conference next week. And I know uh, Coach Leach. Oh, radio when you show. play in Alabama, yeah. When you play in Alabama, and then Alabama reporters start asking you questions, yeah. Oh, that, Coach Leach is going to be on Front Street with Alabama media next week, and that's going to be entertaining. By the way, good point. Go ahead, Point. Sorry to interrupt. So, uh, so yeah, I'm sure uh, it, it's probably being downplayed a lot this week because of the bye week uh but you know it's it's not gonna be downplayed next week at all so uh i feel like we we need at least a better explanation by next week are we gonna get it i don't really know uh still trying to figure out uh this coach i know one other coach that i used to cover in the sec uh wouldn't give us any explanation he wouldn't really explain himself at all the only thing he would talk about is uh things are going to constantly get better and things are going to get better at practice and things never really do and for those across the state line wearing orange and blue i'm sorry that uh that guy's leading your program but anyway um it's uh it's just one of those things i, I feel like, like isn't going to go away at all and uh i feel like we're, one way or another we're going to get answers next week whether it's going to be coach leach saying something whether it's going to be uh one of the beat writers posting something or maybe it could be one of the national college writers will get something out of Kylan Hill, and we'll know exactly what's going on. If he doesn't want to be here, okay, man. I mean, let's just move forward. Because I promise you, if if there's guys in that locker room that, that either way, they don't like this noise. It's noise. That's what it's called. It's outside drama and just outside things. But Williams used to call it noise. He said, guys, you've got to not get caught up in the noise. we got this to do this week. This noise over here, who's with us, who's not, what they're trying to figure out and what have you, it's noise. And we got to block it out and focus on what we're trying to do here. And that's that's the point I think everybody's at, to be quite honest with you. Uh, fans, coaches, you know, Kylan, everybody, you know. Let's see, uh, let's see the roll together or let's roll apart. And then we'll all be happy either way. But we got to make a decision on what that is. In life, and, and you're exactly right. It will come next week. And, you know, if, if uh, I just I hate to see it in like this for a kid from Columbus, you know, he's, he's from close, man. You know, he's always been close to the program. And, you know, this is not what any of us thought. So hopefully let's not give up hope on it yet that, uh, that, that whatever differences, whoever, whoever was in wrong here and there, because we don't know anything, right? No. You know, it's all speculation. We don't, we don't know anything. Well, maybe we – Maybe it got mended a little bit. We can bring everything back together. And if not, give the ball to them freshmen. Let's go to Tuscaloosa. Hey, you're exactly right about that. Some good state football talk here on the bye week edition of uh, the Maroon Friday. 
uh, locked on Mississippi State. We're going to take one more break. When we come back, we're going to be talking a little Mississippi State and SEC basketball. The SEC Big 12 Challenge schedule was released this week, and uh, Bart's going to break down uh, some of his favorite matchups, including a couple that I think could go either way. I think we're going to see a lot of really good matchups this year between the SEC and the Big 12 in that challenge. This is Locked On Mississippi State, your team every day. Segment number three and final segment of the week here on Locked On Mississippi State. We've had a good week of shows next week. Going to be even better as it is Alabama week, and I'm looking forward to breaking down that game with Bart Heitch and uh, several others uh, that cover uh, Alabama and the SEC. But one final thing before we get out of here, we are going to talk a little bit about basketball, uh, the 2021 SEC Big 12 Challenge that will be taking place on Saturday, January the 30th. That was announced earlier this week, and uh, it was announced that State is going to be hosting Iowa State, so Mississippi State getting a big home game at the hump against the Iowa State Cyclones. The other matchups going on in the SEC Big 12 Challenge, you've got Auburn taking on Baylor. That's a very interesting matchup because Auburn will be taking on former Tiger Davion Mitchell who transferred to Baylor. Uh, Kansas at Tennessee, I think will be a fun one at the Summit. Texas A&M at Kansas State. Alabama at Oklahoma. Arkansas at Oklahoma State. TCU at Mizzou. Texas at Kentucky. Texas Tech at LSU. Florida at West Virginia. Uh, just going off the schedule right now, it surprises me more, I believe, that we're not getting the obvious Kansas-Kentucky matchup because I feel like they've played every year since this thing was uh, since this thing was released, but uh, looking at uh, several of the matchups, including the Iowa State Mississippi State matchup, what are some things that are really uh, jumping off the page at you when you look at that slate? I love the the Bob Huggins Michael White. That that's my first one off the board. I, I, the toughness that will be in that game will be worth watching uh, because both of those guys. I can speak up close to um, to Mister White. He Mister White to me. Um, that, that guy, that guy gets his team ready, and I think I think Florida's kind of hungry, um, Taylor. I mean, they didn't, they kind of lost some games here and there, like, but that's what happens in a tough league, man. It's hard to win on the road in this league, but I like that game a lot. The Texas Kentucky game, yeah, that 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 one either way at Kentucky. Kentucky's typically going to win that one at home. Texas got a couple of good recruits, but you know, Kentucky's a reload. So the Texas Tech and LSU, I like that matchup. I like that matchup for LSU because Texas Tech is as tough as anybody in the country, uh, the way they play defense and defend and get down the passing lanes and make you back cut and rebound, and they're just, they're just tough. LSU's got that cloud, man. They got that cloud coming in over them, and, and it's about to start raining. I, I'm glad you brought that up because that was going to be my next question. Uh, seems like LSU football's gotten hit hard. Not, not so much LSU football as much as OBJ – uh, finally getting got for uh, what he did after the national championship game where we did realize that, uh, no, that was not Monopoly money, OBJ, and uh, he's not going to be able to be welcome in, uh, at LSU, let alone Baton Rouge, over the next couple of years. But that was going to be my next question for you, Bart, too, is when is Will Wade going to get what's coming to him, too? Because I feel like he's avoided that for quite some time. It's... Yeah, I've got personal friends, you know, on that staff. Um, I know Will, and you know, a lot of it's a lot, a lot of it's the nature of the business, man. You know, I mean, I mean, it's like it, it's just one of those situations to where you know, there's got to be accountability. There's just got to be, 
there's got to be some. Everybody knows something goes on here, something goes on there, what have you. But accountability is the key, you know, especially when you get, you know, when you get caught like that. I mean, that's front street. Now that's putting somebody that that's getting put on blast is yes. what that is. <laughs> and it's, I mean, and there's no, and then there will be a blast after it. And it's, it's probably coming this year. And, and uh, Kansas, Tennessee, you know, I like that, you know, those two coaches, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, I've never been a Rick Barnes fan. Um, I'm just not a guy. We had a, we had a, I'll, I'll tell my Rick Barnes story later on in our podcast. We had an altercation, me and Tyrone Washington with him on a plane coming back from Alaska. And uh, maybe a little, little hint for that when it was a good one. But I, I, I like this Auburn Baylor matchup as the, as the, as my, as my favorite high level matchup of the, of the whole thing. I think Auburn's Auburn's got a cloud over them too, and Auburn's handling a little bit differently. They ain't answering no questions about it or nothing. That's not typically how uh, you know. That may not be the best, especially when you've got a coach there who's been in trouble, who had to get out of coaching for trouble, you know, and what have you. Iowa State at us. I mean, you know, I, I, I think that's one we should win. I like our team. I really want to see our point guard. I'm excited about that. I think Mullen's going to be great. I, I, I really. Um, I really think he's going to surprise people in in the development he's had, and he's explosive. He plays kind of like a Westbrook, obviously not that explosive as a jumper, but um, I just I think Molinar's going to have a good year, and I love Stewart, and I really hope you're going to see a do step out this year. Last year, you know, you're not going to you're not going to go to a do nearly as much when you can throw the ball to Reggie Perry and let him face up and just play NBA basketball. I think you'll see a do do that a little bit more, and you'll see some more pick and pops with him stepping out and making some threes, and because uh, you know. Our little point guards compared to Jared Harper, my friend. And Jared Harper was just fun to watch the last few years in SEC, as we've seen in a long time. So I'm excited to see what that uh, what that holds. Alabama and Oklahoma's a great matchup. I think Alabama's a top five team in the country, too. I'll talk about them later on. TCU at Missouri. Uh, my boy, um, Ron Miller, assistant coach out at TCU. Jamie's done a great job. That's a sneaky, good basketball team. They will be a tournament team this year. Arkansas at Oklahoma State. Arkansas is another team that's kind of like the Alabama. I think you're going to see them finish up in the top echelon of the conference this year because they got some people back. Musselman can coach, and he and things are starting to rock in Arkansas. The SEC basketball or football, football rolling gets basketball, and it, and it just kind of feeds off each other. Man, that's crazy. I get chills thinking about the place. That's literally I'm getting chills thinking about football. I'm getting loud because oh, it's bad. <laughs> um, that was on the road, but um, I like Arkansas. The A&M Texas State Kansas State game is another like a Florida Virginia. If you like good grind out basketball, and I and Buzz Williams is my favorite coach uh, other than ours in the SEC. I love what he did last year with, with so much less than everybody else. He should have been the coach of the year and they didn't give it. To him. And uh, Bruce Weber still at Kansas State, man, just they're tough every year and they're always hard to deal with in the half court. Uh, take the under in that game, whatever it is. But it, it's just the lineup just to get to talk about basketball and like to get to talk about you know we got some good teams here. You know, and I, and I think it kind of goes almost to our, you know, a segue into like, look at the shift. You know, is 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 look how good the basketball is becoming. I mean, are we still is football? You know, is our conference down this year in football, Taylor? Hint, hint. I uh, yeah, <laughs> that's I don't know. Uh, that it was one thing that you and I were talking about before the show, and I think we're probably going to have to hold this off for. Uh, for a Monday show because there's let's uh, do it for there, Monday. Yeah, there, there's not a lot of SEC games going on. 
Uh, of course, Mississippi State on a bye week. Florida originally scheduled a bye week. Georgia's off this week as well. There's only one game that features one ranked team in the SEC this year, and that's Alabama-Tennessee. And I think we all know how that one's going to end up. Uh, but uh, I'll, I'll leave on this tease because it was something that you and I talked about before we got going on the show today. And I want, uh, want State fans to think about this, and we'll kind of have a better answer on Monday. And that is, how are you looking at it? Are you looking at the talent just isn't there, the coaching isn't there, whatever it may be? Or are you one of these SEC, it just means more, it uh, doesn't get better than it does in SEC football, and you're looking at it as, well, you got to expect it when they're playing and beating up on each other. Uh, I'm kind of leaning one way, and uh, I'm not uh, indicating what way that is, but uh, it's uh, definitely something I'll have to marinate on over the weekend, and we'll talk about it on Monday show. How about that? Oh, I'm with it, and uh, everybody watch and pay attention. Um, you know, opt outs have a lot to do with that. We'll get into that. You know, who you playing each other, all that stuff. But I think it's, I think the SEC is down in football. Um, I do compared to what we've just been, and there's probably a lot of reasons for that, but. Folks, we ain't down in basketball. No, sir. Not even close. I'm willing to put it out there that we might be the best league in the country. Heck yeah. I'll put it out there. Preseason, SEC, best basketball league in the country this year. Looking forward to uh, getting the guys out there and watching them play. But Bart Heitch, man, another great show with him. I look forward to uh, him joining us again on Monday as we, of course, uh, you know, lead into what we're going to be talking about, just how down is SEC football and why are they down and uh, maybe we'll have some more basketball talk as we're uh, winding down in the month of October, November coming up, which means we'll be seeing some uh, state hoops being played before we know it as well. Uh, but uh, over the weekend, while you're watching football, I know Bart uh, posts a lot of stuff on uh, social media accounts, and uh, you can uh, get his takes on it as well. He Actually, that was a nice uh, apology letter to that Bama fan after the uh, show that we had the other day. I mean, if you're going to see all of that on uh, Twitter uh, and all over social media. So where can people find you on social media, Bart, so they can interact with you? I'm always findable at bheich22. That's at B-H-Y-C-H-E-2-2 on Snapchat, Twitter, and Insta. And then Bart Heitch on Facebook. Um, as I said, I have I wasn't as active this week when I'm on the road. So I'll probably try to get a little active this weekend. Um, fortunately, back home for a couple of days. And, uh, and so things will be settled down. Hey, let's all just take a deep breath this weekend. Watch us a little football, you know. Hey, we ain't got no game to win. I can promise you this: we ain't gonna lose to Idol. That's right. Can't lose to Idol. You Idol is undefeated since like eighteen whatever. We are not. We will not lose to Idol this week. Amen. That's what I like That's to nice. hear. You can follow us on social media at Twitter and Instagram. That's locked on Miss State. Locked on M I S S S T. You can also shoot us an email as well if you'd like to interact with the show, Locked On Miss State, or Locked On Mississippi State, rather, at gmail.com. We look forward to having another great week of shows next week as we preview the Alabama game. So until then, have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy uh, watching college football, maybe uh, learn a little bit more about what else is going on in college football this week while the Bulldogs have the week off. So until Monday, have a great weekend, everybody. Hell State, we'll talk again soon. Go dogs.